Hey, what's going on, everyone? Um, I hope the year's been going well for all of you. Um, I am happy to announce a new episode here at Between the Pipes. Uh, this one's going to be a little different. Uh, this is a little collaboration that I'm going to be doing. Uh, as most of you know, I started my podcasting sort of gig together with one of my best friends, Cody, uh, and he runs a little podcast name on the bench with Beaks. Um, as most of you know, these last couple of years have been pretty tough for everyone, um, and for us too, you know, we used to hang out a whole bunch, and, and you know, life has gotten in the way, and we haven't had the chance to um, hang out as much as we used to. So we we thought of this uh, little project, uh, so to speak, uh, which is going to be called Stick and Puck, uh, where we get together at least once a month and kind of sit down and chit-chat some hockey and and whatnot. And this is going to be the first uh, episode of uh, Stick and Puck, uh, where we just kind of sit down and, you know, catch up and talk about uh all things hockey so i hope you guys enjoy this uh like i said this guy this is going to be the first one um yeah let's uh let's just cue the intro and get right into it you've paid your five bucks now let's get into stick and buck Alright, so you guys paid your five bucks, and welcome to Stick and Puck. This is a little something we've been brewing up between On the Bench with Beaks and Between the Pipes podcast. As you all know, Keats from Between the Pipe Pop... Between the Pop 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 podcast. Between the Pipes podcast, and Bryce and Beaks from On the Bench with Beaks. So today, uh, basically what we've got going on is just, yeah, just a little shoot around, a little Stick and Puck. We're just going to talk, chill out. Have a little hockey conversation. Throw sticks in the middle and pass them on either way. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, shell the goal, uh, the tendie over here with a uh, with a bunch of pucks. So bring it. Let's go. So uh, one thing that I've really been wanting to like chat about, and we never really got to t- uh, touch on this on uh, our podcast, is um, the difference between left and right uh, handed catching goaltenders. So I want to open up the forum and I want to start with the tendie here. Uh, the tendie we've got here is left-handed um but i'm not left-handed well you're a left-handed catcher in hockey yeah you're a right-handed catcher in hockey no left-handed i'm left-handed in hockey but i'd like if i need need to write something down you know use my right hand and what what do you shoot (laughs) i wonder what else you use your right hand for um (laughs) taping a stick so like i've all like as a shooter i've always been like really almost thrown off by right-handed catching goaltenders just because uh, obviously it's clear opposite and i kind of want to open up open it up to the forum here um yeah let's 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 touch on this a little bit yeah you know for, for me you know i've i've heard you know compare sports a little bit you know i've heard you know nfl quarterbacks if you're right-handed or left-handed it's weird for the receiver to accept that ball weird right so i think you know if you're a hockey player you know going in especially for me as a right-handed player I think that it would definitely throw you off a little bit seeing a right-handed goaltender because you're always thinking of short side. But if that's not correct, you're going to be like the left side's my short side now. It's a little weird. Yeah, like but, well, yeah. Anytime I'm I'm heading up the ice, I'm, I uh, almost always expect 
they tend to have the, uh, the left hand and catching glove. So when you like kind of look up and you see the uh, the catcher on the on the other side, you're you're almost kind of just like mystified by by the fact that it's absolutely opposite. Um, Keats, I know you. Uh, I mean, I know you actually. You have a little bit of a um, a bias against right-handed catcher tendies. Uh, you want to kind of spread that one out? I know. I just. It's not like I hate the guys or anything. It's nothing like that at all. It's just I imagine myself playing in that position, right? So I like pretend that here I'm holding my stick in my left left hand, right, and now I'm about to catch with the right, and it just like it almost gives me goosebumps. You know, like imagining it, but it's the same thing. Like if I were to, you know, if if I were to skate out as a player, I'd uh, I'd shoot on left, right? Oh yeah. Be, so it's the same type of thing, almost. You know, I like I I couldn't play, I couldn't have the blade on the on the you, right you side. You couldn't shoot no, right-handed. I, no, it's same thing. It just like makes me extremely uncomfortable. Um, as like advantages or disadvantages. Well, first things first. The right terms for this is regular and full right in the goalie world. Oh, really? So See, I didn't even yeah. know that. I did not know that. And I don't, and again, like, I, I don't know where these terms came from, you know, but e- anywhere, if you if you were to, say, go to, like, um, Goalie Monkey or any of those websites, you know, where you're looking for gear and stuff and say you need a new catcher, blocker, that sort of thing, sticks, uh, it will give you the option of a regular or a full right. So full right would be... Anything obviously on the right side and regular is just, you know, your your goalies, you know, that catch uh, left. Well, yeah, you, that makes sense because, I mean, there's so many more regular uh, handy, handy goalies than full right go- goalies. I mean, it, it's really kind of like finding a, a four-leaf clover in a patch of, um, you know, shamrocks. Yeah, yeah totally. And- yeah. And again, like, I, I don't know if there is an advantage or a disadvantage in it. Uh, one thing that you guys already mentioned a little bit ago here was, you know, I think it's more so throwing off the player, you know. Everyone's used to shooting majority of the times on a regular goalie, right, and not a full right goalie in a sense. So that might, you know, throw you off. It's just, you know, skating towards that goal and just, you know, I would assume you'd think it's like, I'm going to go glove side. Right, and you look up, and it's like shit, you know. Oh yeah, where you think the glove side would be that's blocker, and it's like I think like just it it plays that mental game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that's that 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 might be the advantage. Yeah, um, I was actually gonna bring that up too because I mean a lot of a lot of um, I think majority goaltenders are a little weaker on the on the blocker side rather than the glove side. I mean, you you have to work so hard at like maintaining your uh, your glove hand. Like and keeping it really strong, so a lot With of your I stick think too. I think a lot of I think a lot of goaltenders kind of almost uh, pale in comparison by going. Uh, with their blocker side than they do their glove side. So I think that's where one advantage comes to um, regular uh, uh, full right-handed goaltenders is that their their catcher is on that side that normally shooters would try to go for. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, like I, honestly. If, if I'm gonna be, uh, yeah, if I'm gonna be honest, like if if I have a chance, I'm gonna go blocker every time because, in my in my experience, uh, they're the blocker is just a little bit weaker than the glove hand most times. Yeah, totally. And for me, I think you know the advantage we we're talking about earlier for the goalie is, 
I think in real gameplay, it's like, you know, if you're a player and you're realizing all of a sudden now you're skating up the ice past the blue line, oh, crap. Like, I was going to do something, but now it's just totally throwing me off. Like, oh, yeah. having that right or left hand or maybe even a shootout situation where I think – or even my goaltender gets hurt. You have a left-handed goaltender, but your backup is now right. I think that would totally throw off a game. So that's kind of, I think, what the advantages are for the goalie. Yeah, I, I and that and that's exactly it too. And and I mean, what better way to throw off, you know, uh, uh you know, a team that's been playing against a left-handed gold, uh, a, a regular gold, uh, re- regular-handed goaltender than uh, out of nowhere having to go with a full right tendy, like halfway through, you know, especially if you know the, they they change it up. And I, I think that that would probably, you know, if I was if I was a general manager or a coach. Or something like that. I would prefer to have both-handed attendees t- uh, on the bench. You know, just, I mean, just uh, you know, in, in a game situation. So what you're saying is the Colorado Avalanche right now have such a crazy advantage. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, like you know, I, and I, I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know, regular-handed goaltenders. You know, they, they, they have their own advantages as well. I mean, just having a solid goaltender is going to be great for you, anyways. But I mean, uh, it's just you know, uh, full right goaltenders are such anomalies in the game. Like I mean, obviously we don't we're not calling that regular. No, absolutely, yeah. And I don't know if anyone, any of you guys know, because I don't. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. How many full rights are there in the NHL right now, minus our own Francis or Francois, whatever you call him these days? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, there's Hammond. I, there have there have to be a couple more, but I, I just don't I don't know the numbers. Off the top of my head, I I I think David Riddick is a a, a full right goaltender and possibly Curtis McElhenney. Yes, definitely. Fine. If if the if if my memory serves me correct, and I mean, let's be honest with you, I'm not known for my memory. Yeah, and it's definitely it's obviously it's going to be between far and few. I mean, so for all teams who are you know going to expect a left-handed goaltender, you say you played 10, 15 games with left-handers. Now game 16 is a right-hander. That means who knows? There definitely might be playing a different offense do during you, that kind of game or that kind of stuff. Do you think full rights have an advantage? And say you're a you're a young buck, 17 years old good goalie right and scouts are in the stands kind of like checking you out wherever you're playing at the time you know possibly being in the following season's draft or whatever do they get a say they're like he's a good goalie but do they get an extra point or a brownie point it's like and he's a full right Right. do you think scouts look at that or it's just like he's just a good goalie and that's it we need to we need to you know get him on our team I, I, I think they do get a little extra special uh, look. I mean, just because, you know, yeah, you, you're full right. You don't see a lot of full right tendies that really make it that far. I think, you know, in my mind, uh, obviously, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd give them a couple extra points for being a full right goaltender. Totally. I, I think part of it, too, would be looking at the stats of, you know, how many shots come from the right or from the left or the top right or left circle. You know, I think those kind of stats might maybe play into it. I'm not sure if they, you know, do or they don't, but that might give you give you an indicator of, you know, do I want a right-handed goalie, left-handed goalie is a play to this direction or that direction? Maybe it might play, you know, a role in that, those kind of stats. But Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, it definitely has to depend on, like, uh, on teams, you know, how many, you like that, especially for the analytic teams, 
you know, uh, to really look into that and see how many, uh, like how, how, uh, how good a team is, uh, from attacking from the left or the right. So yeah. I think that'd be a really good job for the analytics teams in these, uh, like in, in the NHL and stuff. I, I like see there's there's one thing that always threw me off is uh Curtis Joseph. If you've ever noticed, Curtis Joseph is a regular goaltender, he catches left, but he would switch his stick so he could shoot right handed. Do you guys ever see that? No. No, so never he would, saw he no, would that's liter- interesting. He would literally flip his stick around, use the top hand with his with his uh glove to shoot. And that's what really freaked me out. I was like that, like, cause I mean, even when I was playing goaltender, you know, just on, on the pavement and stuff, I mean, I never actually played goaltender like competitively or anything, but I mean, you know, when you're playing knee hockey or, or, you know, playing, playing out on the pavement and you, you guys don't get a goalie, he's like, uh, well, you get the short straw, bud, you're going to be the tender. Yeah, well, no, of course, left and right, they're all crazy. I was, a re- I, I, I caught regular, I caught regular, but I couldn't shoot. So, but then I remembered, you know, uh, how Curtis Joseph did it. He'd flip his stick around and shoot uh, with his with with his glove at the top. So, see, and th- and one thing that I was thinking too is like I always thought to myself, okay, how does one get into the full right uh, position when it comes to goaltending, right? So I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, I when when I started out playing hockey, I played a little bit out on out uh you know before i became a goaltender i always shot left i shot left and then when i became a goaltender it was just it just made sense i'm gonna catch you know i want my stick to be left so when i catch left if you guys know what i mean oh yeah you know so i'm I'm thinking as like so a Maybe everyone starts out playing. No one goes straight to goaltending, right? We all know this. Yeah, so the the unlucky kid gets chosen, and then somehow you know, right. you just not unless you know you re- like how many how many kids have really just wanted like no, I don't want to go score goals. I want to stop them. So and and that's right. what I'm, and that's what I'm thinking is like so, you know, say like you were a little, you were a little kid started out playing and you were shooting um, right the whole time as a little player, PV, whatever might, and then goaltending kind of popped in your picture it was it the same kind of transition like i had like well i've been shooting right the whole time so it just makes sense that i want to also have my i think a lot of it has to do with the stick yeah where you want your stick and then that's what you catch with and, does well, that make I, sense I, I or am, oh, I, yeah. am i confusing no no no, it? Yeah, no it makes total sense but and, and i think a lot of it really actually i mean especially for like american uh goaltenders it, I, I think it also depends on if you had played a different sport in the past, because I played baseball before I played hockey, and I always caught with my left hand, but I threw and I threw with my right. So obviously, yes, I'm going to catch with my left hand. So I kind of brought that into uh, like my goaltending style, if you will, you know, because I I always caught with my left in baseball, so it was just automatic. Like, yeah, of course I'm going to, you know put my catcher as a goaltender yeah. on my left. And it brings up a question, you know, how much does, you know, hockey, uh, it takes, you know, a lot of different skills, but in terms of ambidexterity, um, is that something that you think, you know, goalies should have to continuously work on? Or should all hockey players learn how to shoot right and shoot left, catch left, catch right? 
you know, I think that kind of, you know, is a conversation that the sport needs to have, too. Like, do these NHL players walk in the league because they are part of it, they're ambidextrous? I, that... I definitely think it's it's a big thing for goalies to be able to work, to work on their ambidexterity. I mean, obviously, just because one, uh, one of my points earlier is what, like, you know, I, I like to go blocker because I didn't think they work on it as much as they worked on their glove hand. So I think it's a big thing for at least goalies to be ambidextrous. Yeah. In that sense. Well, yeah, it's all in all, it's an interesting thing, you know, like I, it'd be cool to, you know, maybe hear some other people's opinions on it. And I think earlier when I was just like, I totally, it's like, it's hard. Like I keep mixing it up. Cause I think I was saying I was shooting right when I was shooting. No, yeah. You, no, did you did said, I explain you it correctly? Like, yeah, uh, you're, you're shooting left. Yeah. You're no. right. It, right. it confuses the shit out of it. Maybe that's why they call it regular and full, right? Yeah. So people don't confuse the shit out of it. Well, I mean, I, I, I've, I've already been having trouble with it. So yeah, it's like, you know, it's just, it's like a tongue twister almost in, in a sense, you know, directionally it, challenged. It, it, it's, it's so funny. My daddy's he just give me a lot of shit because, you know, he, he grew up right hand, but shoots left. And for me as a skateboarder, I would always kick my, my right foot and then I'd switch it up so my left foot would be at the top of the board or hockey ish. Oh, see, that's my, called. My bottom is goofy, right? Yeah, you're pushing, yeah, you're pushing manga right yeah, there. Yeah, then my bottom hand is my strong hand, so my top hand is I just want to be able to steer the puck, but I get more leverage, I think, shooting with my right hand and get the flex in the stick. My strong hand. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of you know, off topic, but, you know, you know, Keith did mention, you know, how lucky the Avs are to have two different goaltenders. That are right and left or regular, right? Well, let's talk some halves. Um, in terms of how we think about this, you know, Western Conference and maybe change subjects. How do you guys feel about that? It's just so like where I'm at with him because I was recently on a podcast not too long ago, and and a guy asked me the same question. Well, where do you see where is this the year? They they had the last two years, three years, I think. People have is this the year? And I still don't know if this is the year. Yeah, you feel like everything's there, right? Like they're winning games, and then they're losing games that they should have been winning. You know what I mean? Oh, for like, sure. G- good example was going back a month or whatever, uh, Arizona, right? Oh, that yes. winning streak that they the had, dreaded. and then they they fucking blow it to Arizona. Yeah. The team that like going in is like, yeah, they're gonna beat these guys. They blow it. Then they go and playing some more difficult teams. Like, yeah, this might be a tough one. And then they freaking it's blow a people out. Yeah, like Tampa you know? Bay. When they play Tampa Bay after a ten, uh, like a ten day break, they come in and they're like, "Oh no, this yeah, whatever." It's been but, yeah. It's been such a roller coaster, you know. Like last game was Boston. Uh, I'm not saying Boston's a, a shitty team or anything. They're up there, right? They're not like. I mean, they're in the, the mix for sure. Yeah, they, I think they're in a wild card spot right now. But I really thought they're gonna win. I really didn't think. I thought it was going to be one of those close games. You know, your 3 to twos, always maybe an overtime. That's another thing. All those, these freaking overtime games. I don't know if anyone's counted, but, like, how many overtime games have we won? Well, and, and, and that's a big thing for me yeah. is that the overtime games, because, like, uh, the last few years we've been shit in the overtime, which, like, is almost uh, uh, an oxymoron. I mean, more ice for some of the, like, truly best skating forwards and defensemen and we can't win a game in overtime it like that's one thing that i've been super impressed about that i haven't seen in a lot of these abs teams well that's huge right now because last two years abs have been knocked out in overtime okay yeah. so again to kind of bring it back to you like this is our year this is our year this is our year you know if we're getting knocked out in the overtime and we know that we're doing now that this is not just something we're getting way better at 
well, hey, maybe maybe this is this is this could be the year because we fixed that factor. But also, you have to also look at how how often the Avs have had this injury bug. And I don't think they've had that this year either, which is I think a big plus. I mean, I, yeah, I think the worst part of our injury bug was at the beginning of the year, which I mean, uh, for karma's sake. Uh, <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come back around in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I, I, I want to try to keep that out of my mind. But, I mean, we've been playing really good with like with the injuries as well. I mean, it's uh, it's always that next man up mentality that we I don't think we had uh, in past years as well. So it's, it's, it's an interesting situation. I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, even the, I think the weakest part in my mind that the Avalanche really were battling with was the goaltending. And that's even looking Can't even better. More. I mean, 15. One yeah. and two is uh, Darcy Kemper. Um, since uh, listen, since uh, like the I think our last actual uh, regulation win before these last couple. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I mean, he's he's turned it on, and I mean, they, don't get me wrong, he still does let in the one or two, you know, Swiss cheese kind of goal. But I mean, listen, uh, this is uh, this is de- definitely a different time. It's got a different feel to the team, and um, I mean, I I. I hate winning the president's trophy, but I mean, listen, if we do, and, and as long as we can keep, uh, keep the team together, keep winning in overtime, it's not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. No, a hundred percent. And I also want to give a lot of credit to the guys also in front of the net too. He's had a lot of great defensive play in front of him. Darcy Kemper has. As Except for Ryan play. Murray. Oh, oh God, yeah. he could probably just cough, cough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, that's a big part of it. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we're watching the best team in the NHL play, but we still have time to sit here and go, what is up with this team? Like, what's up with this goalie? But really, you know, I think the same goes for hockey and any sport. You know, some, a lot of the times the defense wins championships, and I think right now we have a great defensive core that's helping Darcy out and, it, you know, the whole team around it. So you can't you can't uh, not ignore that at all. And listen, I mean, uh, like, the trade deadline's still right around the corner. You never know. I mean, uh, Joe's been uh, – everybody's been talking about how Joe's going to be uh, pulling some – some big name here. I mean, Giroux's been in the mix. I mean, now they're talking about maybe a. Cal Do we Clodum. need him though? Oh, absolutely. Do you think so? I mean, to add a Giroux to the lineup that we've already got, holy moly! I mean, listen, but I mean, uh, Giroux uh, and uh, what they're asking for right now, Josty, a uh, uh, Tyson Jost and a uh, Sampo Ranta, maybe a, a you know a a, a twenty three first round pick. I mean, I'm taking that all day long. I mean, uh, I mean, Drew could kill penalties. He, he could be on the PP. He's an incredible face-off guy. Can get gritty when you need to. That's the kind of guy you need in the playoffs, especially if we have you know like another a uh, a cad catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Am I am I making that up that word up right? Catastrophe. 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 You know, another catastrophe suspension. But I mean, listen, I, I you know, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, if I, if I have a chance to pull in a Giroux, I'm gonna take him pretty much every single time. That would be a huge help to have Giroux. Um, but again, the conversation of this being our year. One other thing I really noticed about the Avalanche is the toughness, the grittiness, there's, being able yeah, to hold little... their own. And if someone hits you, the Avalanche. They will punch him right back in the mouth, literally. Well, Mark Mosher said so. it uh, said it best, actually. Uh, you know, when uh, this team is getting pushed pushed on, they push back this year. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel a little differently about it. I, I for the most part, I think could we use some more help maybe on the ice itself? Yeah, probably. 
uh, maybe a Giroud would be a nice addition, right? How much money is that going to be? You know, that's you kind of mentioned that. Well, well, yeah, there's there's a big thing about it, and I I, I mean Nick from uh, oh, like uh, uh, you know the Nick, he keeps he keeps telling me it's going to happen, and you know the Flyers are going to have to retain salary, but they're going to do it. So uh, you know, keep listening to Nick. <laughs> I I still like you know I don't know if it's just again me being me being the goalie or whatever, but I think we need more help back of the net. I I get it. Kemper's been pretty hot. Francis has been pretty hot, but I don't think they're playoff caliber goalies, unfortunately. I think back in the net is where we need more help than out on the ice itself. Well, I know. Um, I'm so available. that's if, again, I would, my opinion again, I take it for what it is. I think we need to focus more on the goalie side than on the ice itself. You know, and I'm not going to lie, I'm 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 sort of in that boat still with you. And, I mean, there's even been rumor about, you know, Joe Shopping, Marc-Andre Fleury, or yeah. Jonas Corpusalo from Columbus. So call me crazy, man. I'm a big Corpy fan. Um, I know he's dealing with some injuries right now, but I think Corpy would be very good with the Avs. He's a great freaking goalie. Oh, I mean, well, he's he, a good goalie. He's had some shit games in Columbus, but look at that freaking team. Well, I mean, they have, they have zero defense. I, I can't remember what was it the Canes or whatever they played. I don't know a month or two ago, whenever it was. Merzlikens was in that that game, but he had like sixty two shots on net. Yeah, well, you it, you can't it was like really a six, win it two loss or whatever it was but it's like 62 shots on net in the nhl like are we talking beer league here like you know what i mean yeah seriously that's insane man so you can't you can't blame the goaltenders there you know like the morale's down in that team if like i don't care what they show on social media them handing out a fucking hat and they're all clapping and being happy but like the morale's down corpy's been struggling there he's kind of getting pushed out a little bit you know? oh, yeah, and he, I, I don't think he's happy. No, so for sure. You get a player out out of a shitty situation, um, and I think I think you know he I I think he would be good. I think he'd be really good on on in the Avs organization. I really do. Well, yeah. Listen, it's that age old adage, you know, like uh, a change of scenery can do wonders for a player, no matter what. So, I mean, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing little Corby in an Avs uh, burgundy and blue. So. It's something to keep in mind. So uh, before we wrap this up, let's just uh, like I know we wanted to talk about the Olympics. We haven't got a, a chance. Like I mean, uh, Finland <laughs> bringing home their first national gold—that's huge. Yeah, that's uh, they're making some history, man. They they got their first gold. Um, that's all. Not their first gold. I should rephrase that. First Olympic the gold. Olympic gold. I yeah. should say. Yeah. So that's that's huge for them. Congratulations. Yeah, um, absolute. One thing I want to kind of throw this out real quick on the Olympic side, you know, what were your guys's maybe like biggest surprises and sort of like a disappointment? Well, for me, it was how big that parade was for Finland when they got back home. Oh they, uh, yeah. Helsinki <laughs> was, was probably that, just like lit on fire. That was one of the coolest things. Uh, you know, but, but for us, you know, we, we kind of had some little, you know, you know, we thought that, you know, team USA for the women's and men's looked really good. We had a conversation about it and, and just to see that, at the end of the day, you know, Team USA, the bold teams just eliminated from gold contential. Um, but with the women's, at least they made it to the gold medal round. Yeah, that's, that's the plus. True but that. just to see the men's, that was you know that it was great hockey. And for me, the biggest surprise is seeing the, the Russians change it to uh, the Russian hockey committee. <laughs> so, oh, that's that's that from that uh, like doping scam. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like that's a punishment. A yeah, they're that's going on for a next uh, yeah. few years. Yeah. And by the way, well, yesterday was the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. 
Just want to oh, just throw that in there. I think my biggest surprise was this was Denmark's first actual Olympics for yes. for ice hockey for the men, yeah, men's awesome. and women's, Sorry. which is which is crazy to me because I mean obviously they're a Scandinavian uh, country. I mean full full on winter sports addicts, and this was the first time that they ever played hockey in the Olympics, which is it was just nuts to me. And I mean, uh, kudos to them for winning, like for both the men's and the women's winning uh, their first official, you know, Olympic game. So that's that. That's what was crazy to me because I mean, you know, you've seen plenty of Danes in the NHL, and and you know, hockey is pretty big part in pretty much any part of that uh, part of uh, Europe. So th- what that, that that that's what blew my mind mostly was Denmark's first Olympics for hockey. Yeah, for me. Um, biggest uh, my biggest surprise was Slovakia in my opinion uh, Slovakia was my number one and I was actually going to touch on Denmark too a little bit how cool it was to see those guys um, kind of do do very well actually and play very good and yeah. and, and Denmark hockey and so let's let's yeah since we're in Denmark let's talk a little bit about Denmark cool thing about Denmark is like they're Hockey in general in Denmark has grown so much over the last couple of years. Oh, totally. Um, something that wasn't like the most popular sport there is is actually up there right now, and they're striving. If I'm not mistaken, even right now, I think there is about six, seven NHLers now from Denmark. Yeah, which oh, that yeah. never used to be a thing. Uh, you know, you were lucky to get one or two or whatever. You know, sort of like Latvia. You know, you don't you don't get a lot of Latvia guys in the NHL, and when you do, it's like an exciting thing. Oh, for so sure. So for Denmark, like that's huge, and they did very well, and and props to those guys. But yeah, my num my number one surprise was Slovakia. Holy moly, man! Those those guys um, never expected them to fight for medals, and they got bronze. You know, and that that's like huge. Yeah, that is that's pretty that significant. is so big for for that country. You like you guys have no idea. So you think Finland was celebrating? I can't imagine what Slovakia looked like when they came with those bronze medals. Oh, absolutely. And and the, the, what's cool about that too is that like you know they didn't lose to get their medal; they won to get their medal. So that's huge for them. And I mean, yeah, Slovakia. I mean, there's hardly a time where I think. Uh, when when even going into the world juniors or uh, world uh, world championships, like yeah, Slovakia is going to be you know in the mix absolutely. You know you kind of more think of it down by you know uh, Slovenia or Germany or whoever the uh, you know mix and match team that just got into it would be. So yeah, I mean huge for Slovakia. Who's the you were talking about? You were talking about the young kid. Those guys, they have a stud, Yuri Slavkovsky. If I'm not mistaken, 17 year old kid. He uh, ended up the Olympics as being the top scorer. If I'm not mistaken, all in all, I think altogether he scored seven goals throughout how many games they played. Most goals out of anyone from all the teams that competed. 17 year old kid still wore a fucking cage, you know, uh, throughout the game. Kid has braces, like. He's just phenomenal kid. He was so good, so freaking good. Um, he just opened a huge platform for himself, right? You know what he did. Uh, I will not be surprised if he gets drafted this upcoming NHL draft. Yeah, Connor McDavid. Who did he do that in the Olympics? <laughs> no, no, you this didn't. This kid Connor. came from playing Dungeons and Dragons to uh, the Olympic team. So 
<laughs> See, that's insane. I mean, still has braces on, still we- wearing a cage, playing against men. I mean, obviously not the uh, in- not uh, NHL elite, but I mean, yeah, that's huge. Huge, uh, I mean, gigantic exposure for him. So yeah, I guarantee you that kid just hopped up a, a few a uh, few points in the in the NHL draft. Bro, they should be proud of him. Um, he has a bright future, obviously. So yeah, that was it. Was super cool to see. Biggest disappointment in the Olympics. Oh, hockey. Man. We're talking what? hockey. I don't want to hear about bobsled or anything. Let's talk about <laughs> ratings. Talk about ratings. Just kidding. No, I mean, yeah, just in hockey, you know, just I kind of said earlier, but uh, Team USA came out looking so hot. They were looking on fire, and then and there it is. Prediction's gone, and, and uh, they're out of the uh, the medal round. So it was just surprising to me because both teams for, for a minute when we're doing so well. Yeah, um, I think the biggest disappointment for me, it's got to be Sweden. Uh, they, they just did, the team just didn't look good I'm, I'm like i mean for what i watched i i mean blowing that blowing that late game lead in to finland uh i mean it just it just didn't come together for him so i i just i was i was really disappointed about that it just sucks drinking this team usa hockey beer right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here. yeah shout out to uh labat blue man like i i assume these were sent out for olympics specifically but they got a Canadian beer, but they got a little, you know, USA hockey logo, and uh, that's almost like heresy. It's kind of cool. It's almost like a little collector's, you know. So, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, they got me, man. That was the only reason why I bought the bought the thing because I was like, shit, it looks cool. You're a slut for uh, you're a slut for. You get me with a good advertising, and I'm I'm a sucker for it. So, so here's your proof that marketing works, man. Uh, uh, well, so what was your greatest disappointment there, Keats? I mean, you guys are going to guess it. I mean, number one, Team Latvia, dude. Holy shit. Going in, I knew we're not going to fight for medals. Like, I mean, that was, that was, you know, clear and it was anything like that. I wasn't, I I wasn't hoping, you know, that they're going to come with any sort of hardware, but uh, what Latvians are known for being hard workers and, you know, you're kind of like how would i describe it? like your blue collar sort of you know oh yeah just workmen like they're not gonna uh, they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna be the greatest team but they're gonna like play until those you know guys are puking and, and you know bleeding from their ears but it wasn't that this olympics man they were sloppy kind of just like it almost seemed like they didn't want to be there in a sense um they got outshot. It was just, it wasn't even fun to watch. I mean, I followed most, and last game that I didn't didn't see was, and honestly, not that I was like, this is it, I'm not watching anymore, but last, I think their last game was against Denmark, in fact, which we always beat Denmark. Sorry, Denmark. <laughs> um, and we got blown out. I mean, it wasn't blown out. It was like a 3-2 to two game. But regardless, you know, didn't win a single game. Um, they were sloppy. Um the coaching sucked, in my opinion. You know, it's. Um, I was really rooting for Bob Hartley to still uh, finish the Olympics, and I think that I, originally that was the thought that Bob Hartley will finish his um, contract with Team Latvia uh, throughout the Olympics. But I don't know if the KHL got in the way with that or what was the case. They ended up hiring this guy by the name of Haris Vitolinch, which he's kind of like a. La- Latvia legend, um, he played for the team, um, but he's just, 
I don't know. He He's not coaching material to me, you know. I can respect him as a player back in the day, but I don't think he was the right pick for being the coach of the national team. And I don't know. They just kind of fell apart, man. Um, and one thing, too, I think what hurt us uh, in the end was, you know, everyone was hoping for their NHL players. And, and Team Latvia, you know, is one of those teams, in my opinion, that really strive when they got their Zengmas Gigrensons and their Rishmas Leakins and Teddy Bluger and, you know, all those guys on the stands. It's like, all right, we we got a pretty decent team. And, um, you know, Rudolf Balsers, um, you know, all those guys, but they're, you know, with everything, but with the COVID situation and whatnot, you know, the NHL heck kind of hex that. And, um, Anyways, I feel like if, if, if those guys would have been there, it would have been a whole different story for Team Latvia. Maybe maybe we would have, we would have been the Slovakia team right now with a bronze or something. But. Totally, totally. Well, we have four more years to see what happens here, boys. Well, boys, yeah. I, I think that was a pretty good uh, first stick and puck, oh, eh? Jesus, Zamboni doors are opening already? Yeah, yeah, you know, the stick and pucks, you know, they don't last too long. You got to shoot around for as long as you can. Well, yeah, um, so um, you want to just sh- uh, shoot out your uh, socials on BTP real quick? Oh, yeah, nothing nothing much going on. Yeah, Between the Pipes podcast, guys, uh, at Between the Pipes podcast Instagram. If you guys want to check me out, whatever, do it. If not, I don't care. I just do it for fun. It's a little hobby. Uh, but, yeah, guys, we're, this was like a quick little, you know, episode we did. We, we were hoping to do this once a month. The goal is right now, kind of few buddies catching up rather be through zoom or uh live like we're doing it right now um but yeah uh this was fun and and it's just we'll just be chit-chatting whatnot and yeah do you guys anything you guys any have anything to add thanks for coming out bro it's always good to see you yeah keep doing absolutely that's fun man it was it's cool to be back in the back uh in the old stomping grounds you know where it all kind of started so well we miss you on the bench have you been playing too much (laughs) <laughs> working, working. I wish I played more, man. I only do like once a week if I'm lucky these days. So. Uh, well, yeah. other way. Well, yeah, yeah. Then check out on the bench with Beaks on you know Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Check us both out on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, some other miscellaneous podcasts that I really choose to not do right now. So I think I'm on all of those as well. <laughs> yeah. Well. So yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for our first uh, stick and puck. All right, till next time. Yeah, boys. See you guys later. Peace. See you later. All right, guys. There it was. First installment of Stick and Buck. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you guys want to uh, give us a follow, uh, you can follow both of us here on Instagram. Uh, For Cody, it's going to be at On the Bench with Beaks. For myself here at Between the Pipes Podcast. Again, thanks for everyone that tuned in. Uh, Like I said, we're going to try to uh throw these throw these episodes out at least once a month uh they're going to be available on both platforms so here at between the pipes podcast and cody's gonna have it out on his side as well at uh on the bench with beaks uh again guys thanks so much and we'll catch you next time